1: Welcome to the Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, K S-I-X, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. The MLB offseason. For some teams have been slow. For some teams it has been non-existent. And for some teams they are still debating the future. They're still debating what do they need to do in order to make their franchise better. What do they need to do To get the one thing that every MLB franchise is set out to do at the end of the year. And that is to win a World Series. The Houston Astros have one big choice that they have to figure out. They have a decision that they need to come to a conclusion to pretty soon. Now, there has been confirmed reports... That the Houston Astros are still in talks to bring back George Springer. That they're still in talks to bring back Michael Brantley. There has been those discussions that the Houston Astros don't want to trade Carlos Correa. But offers have been made for Correa and the Astros organization. you got to understand in baseball... What a team wants and what a team needs is one huge difference. There's always a difference between a team doesn't want to do this deal, but at the same time, they have to do this deal. And if anybody's been listening to Sports Angle long enough, you will know my opinion on the Astros trading Carlos Correa. You will know that I believe that is best for business, for the Astros to trade Carlos Correa to a team like the Cincinnati Reds, to trade him to a team that does have a good amount of prospects that you would get in value for Carlos Correa, but Michael Brantley and George Springer are two players that want to be, that the Astros want to resign, and there is no surprise that the Astros want to bring those guys back. I mean, for all the people who are listening on CBS Sports out there in Corpus Christi, you know how good George Springer is. You know that he is one of the best outfielders in baseball. All right, defensively and offensively, he is clutch. He is elite. There is one problem that when you have a player of that type of caliber, he's going to want to get paid. All right, he's going to want that 100 million plus contract. All right, Carlos Correa is going to want to get that bag. But I understand that the Houston Astros and their flexibility when it comes to spending money isn't as flexible as it was a couple of years ago. All right, this was 2017 and they had just recapped and they had just wrapped their World Series title, yeah, spending $100 million on an elite outfielder, that wouldn't have been a problem. But understand that they've already spent their money on certain positions. And the Houston Astros have already spent their money in order to keep certain players in the organization. So for George Springer, him wanting a 100000000 million-plus contract isn't a bad thing. It's a bad thing for the Astros because they do not have the flexibility to get it done without having it affect the roster long term. So more than likely, Michael Brantley would be the player that gets brought back over George Springer because he is going to cost less money than George Springer. I mean, as we're talking about the Houston Astros, here on the sports angle, understand that Michael Brantley is a good outfielder. Understand that Michael Brantley has been solid in Houston. All right. He has been a guy that he is consistent. All right. You know what you're getting from a Michael Brantley day in and day out in the Astros lineup. But a lot of other teams don't know that, too. Teams like the Toronto Blue Jays know what Brantley can be worth. Right, there are plenty of teams like the New York Mets. There are teams that know what he is worth. So, Michael Brantley is also being talked to by different teams. The Astros aren't the only one. So, when Brantley's being talked to, when Springer's being talked to, when Correa is being approached in trades... Do the Houston Astros do the dreaded R-word? Do the Astros start the rebuild now? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that a rebuild would be the best move for the Astros. I'm not going to sit here and tell all the people out here in Houston that a rebuild would be the best move. But I understand that you still have your captain and Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman is a solid All Star guy, uh, All Star infielder. Carlos Correa, even though he would be a free agent in 2021, if you kept him for one more year, he will still bring production to Houston. So they do have some good parts. Your Dan Alvarez is a very up uh, solid up and coming outfielder. In the Astros organization, their farm system isn't completely depleted. They still have some assets in their farm system. So the Houston Astros do have some positives. All right. If they were getting towards the end of their championship window, then I would understand rebuilding. But we just saw last year the Houston Astros went to the ALCS against the Tampa Bay Rays. We saw that the Houston Astros beat the Oakland Athletics. We saw them beat some really good teams in order to make it to the playoffs to begin with. The Houston Astros had a solid 2020 season. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the greatest. But it was solid. They got to the ALCS. Understand that the Houston Astros, they have certain players and certain ideas that are going to help the Astros long term. So do I think they should rebuild? Absolutely not. But what I believe they should do is that they should pick one and let the and let the other one go. They should sign Springer and let Brantley go or they should sign Brantley and let Springer go. Because understand, Astros fans, you're not going to be able to keep both. Understand that the Astros organization financially, because of their flexibility, will not be able to bring back Springer and Brantley. So the general manager of the Astros, you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to make this very difficult decision. Which one do I keep and which one do I let go? All right, do I go and pick the all-star, the guy who has been a solid, consistent outfielder in George Springer, or do I pick the dependable and guy that you know you're what you're going to get every single day in Michael Brantley? Do you go with the star, the guy who's going to get the big, and I mean big payday, or do I go with the guy who's going to cost less but is also a little bit older than George Springer. I mean, those are the decisions that the Houston Astros organization is going to have to make. But what do you think? And for all the people out there in Houston, you let me know on our social media at the Sports Angle. You let us know in the chat on AmpTV, TV, A-A-M-P tv What would you do if you're the Astros general manager? If you're an executive, if you're in the front office, if you are the one that's sitting in that chair and you have to make these calls, what would you do? Would you sign both Springer and Brantley and cause yourself to lose somebody in the future down the line? Would you sign Springer and let go of Brantley, but your flexibility in terms of money is very slim to none now would you let george springer go and re-sign michael brantley but have the risk of potentially leaving a all-star a elite outfielder to go to another team and cause havoc someplace else and if you're the astros general manager do you start the horrid The one word that people don't like to talk about in sports, if you're the Astros general manager, do you start a rebuild? Do you trade Correa? Do you let Springer and Brantley both go? And do you start the rebuild of the Houston Astros once again, like they did in the early 2010s? For the people out there at Houston, you let us know. What do you think the Astros should do this offseason? Because they've got plenty of options, they've got plenty of routes to take, but I want you to tell me what you think they should do. Instead of the sports angle, I'm your host Rocco, we're going to stay with MLB, so don't go anywhere, we'll be right back.
2: Is an urgent health notice, for all residents suffering from back pain, you may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people, just like you, get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest. Enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
3: 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902.
4: Amp, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at AAMP.tv. That's info at AAMP.tv.
0: Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy to use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day, or use a an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to
3: finger pricks. 800-854-3183 800-854-3183 800-854-3183 That's 800 854 Four thirty one
1: eighty three. Welcome back to the Sports Angle live on Amp TV, Double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our social media at the Sports Angle and engage in the conversation on all platforms. And go to our website, the sportsangle.com. Check out our guest list and the articles we have written on there. The New York Mets have been the opposite of the Houston Astros. The New York Mets have been busy. The New York Mets have been aggressive. And more importantly, the new owner of the New York Mets, he has been shelling out the the money to get players. You know, the one thing I respect about Cohen is he is not shy about spending money. All right, he bought this team for one of the, uh, if I remember, one of the biggest uh, franchise deals in MLB history. I mean, he bought this team for a couple billion dollars. I mean, this guy... He, didn't, he, spent a, he spent a good amount of money in order to acquire the New York Mets. And this guy didn't just buy a team and then just put his feet up on his desk and just relax. No. After this guy has bought this team, he has hit the ground running. This guy has been in his office within his phone making deals. He has been making all these executive decisions for the New York Mets. Even very hands-on with the Mets organization. And I have to give all the respect in the world to Cohen because he has been changing the Mets ever since he bought it. He has been making the Mets what he believes will be the best result for the Mets organization. And they made their first big move under his new ownership. They went out and got catcher James McCann from the Chicago White Sox. They signed him to a four-year deal, $40 million, which, by the way, as of this recording, is the biggest contract this offseason. $40 million is the biggest length in terms of contract. It has been in terms of value. It has been... The biggest. All right. There has not been a contract more than $40 million that has been signed this offseason. Understand that guys like Trevor Bauer, guys like George Springer, they have not signed yet. Give it time, they'll sign. So, with the New York Mets organization, they go get James McCann. Now, I like this move. Understand that no, he is not JT Real Muto. Understand that James McCann wasn't the best catcher on the free agent market, but James McCann is a starting catcher. James McCann is a very consistent backstop, very solid in Chicago. Understand that James McCann in Detroit and James McCann in Chicago were very different. All right, in Detroit, James McCann he was young. He was in an organization that was on the, down, the on the downward spiral. So he really didn't get to show his talent that much in Detroit as much as he did in Chicago. Understand that the last two years with the White Sox organization, Chase McCann has gotten better defensively. He has gotten better offensively. He showed with the White Sox organization that he can consistently do his job uh, as a catcher, James McCann can consistently get the best out of his pitchers. Okay, you got to understand that one of the main reasons why catchers get signed, yeah, they might have good defensive numbers. Yes, they might have good offensive numbers. But a lot of the times, catchers get signed because of the relationship of their starting pitchers. All right, what is their relationship going to be? with their pitchers that they're going to have to deal with every single day. And there are some catchers that gel well with their pitchers. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. John Lester and David Ross. John Lester and David Ross, they were a good relationship in Boston. When John Lester was on the mound, if David Ross was, was on the backstop, if he was the catcher that was doing the duties for John Lester, David Ross got the best out of John Lester. So it's no surprise that when John Lester joined the Cubs organization, they immediately went out and got his catcher, and that was David Ross. There has been plenty of examples in MLB history where a pitcher will get traded or a pitcher will get signed to a different team, and that said team will immediately go out And get his personal catcher because he trusts that guy. Because he trusts that catcher to do the job. I mean, Lucas Giolito, last year, he had an amazing performance with the Chicago White Sox. And James McCann was a very solid reason why. James McCann was the catcher that got the best out of Lucas Giolito last year. I am a firm believer... That if you have a good catcher and a good pitcher relationship, that will make a huge difference between wins and losses in MLB. So Jay's McCann, he's being brought in. You got to understand that the Mets have a very solid starting pitching core. They have Jacob DeGrom. They have Steven Matz. They have Noah Syndergaard. You have Marcus Stroman. The New York Mets are going to want Jays McCann to get the most out of their pitchers, just like they expected Wilson Ramos to get the most out of their starting pitching in the Mets organization. So as we're talking about the New York Mets here on the Sports Angle, do I think the Mets are done? (laughs) Absolutely not. There has been confirmed reports that the New York Mets are talking to a George Springer. There has been confirmed reports that the New York Mets are going out and talking to a Tanaka for the New York Yankees. Believe me, the New York Mets, they want to make this team better. They want to make this team deadly in certain positions. So they already went out and got McCann. That's a nice start. If they go out and get Houston Astros' George Springer That will make their outfield just as elite as teams in the NL. I mean, you got Michael Conferdo, who is already a solid outfielder in his own mind. You already have guys like Jonas Cespedes, who when he's on the field, is a good outfielder. The only problem is that he has to be on the field. So if you have Conferdo and you have Springer, that would be two solid outfielders that you can build upon. If they go out and get a Tanaka from the New York Yankees, can you imagine that starting rotation for a second? Can you imagine having DeGrom, Tanaka, Syndergaard, Stroman, and Matz? That would be one of the most loaded starting rotations in baseball. From top to bottom, The Mets would have consistency at every single turn. All right. When they would have that five day rotation, the New York Mets would at least be confident heading into every single game. There wouldn't be these big question marks heading into, oh, our number four guy or our number five guy. Understand that if a team like the New York Mets can have that situation, where you are confident in every single pitcher in your starting rotation, that would be best for business. All right, that would be what New York Mets fans have been asking for for the first time since 2015. I mean, understand what New York Mets fans want. The New York Mets fans want to show their older bro in the New York Yankees that we're good. They want to show MLB that we can actually do stuff. And more importantly, the New York Mets and their new owner, they want to show the world that the New York Mets are competitive. That the New York Mets are not a laughing stock, And more importantly, they are no longer just the little bro to the New York Yankees. No, they are going to be a successful team in MLB, And they're going to shell out the money to get it done. But what do you think? For all the people who are listening right now, you can join in on the conversation at the Sports Angle. You could join in on the conversation at AMP TV, double A-M-P-T-V. Go to our chat, engage over there. You let me know. What do you think about the New York Mets getting James McCann? What do you think about the New York Mets going out and possibly acquiring a George Springer, an elite outfielder from the Houston Astros? What do you think about them possibly uh, swiping Tanaka from their rival older bro in the New York Yankees and having one of the best starting rotations from top to bottom? If the Mets have a deep playoff run, what would your reaction be? Would you be excited? Would you be happy? Would you be upset? Would you be mad? You let us know at the Sports Angle on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Rocco. We're going to stay with our sports discussion. So go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox, and NBC Sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call. Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call
3: now. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's it.
4: Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's Corn Farm. Farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. N-C-G-A, a commitment to the future.
3: Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle live on M-E-V-E-A-M-E-V-E-V-E. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, K-S-I-X, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Now, there has been a nationwide debate there has been this back and forth in the sports world and understand that there has been a topic that there is a generation gap when it comes to said topic now to give you context understand that Now, understand that in MLB, in the NBA, in the NFL, and in the NHL, the drug policy is very different. Understand that there is a huge difference between the MLB drug policy and the NBA drug policy. There's a difference between how the NFL deals with their drug policy and how the NHL deals with their drug policy. Now, there has been public support for legalizing marijuana in a lot of states, just like how there's also been on the negative side, people who have had backlash for the public support of legalizing marijuana. Understand that athletes are in the center of this dialogue, that there has been no secret that over the last 15 to 20 years, athletes like to use cannabis. To treat pain. That they say that it's a way. For them to ease the pain. It's a way for them. To kind of use it as painkillers. But not having to actually take. Said painkillers. Now understand that the four. Major US sports. The big four. Are reducing restrictions. And punishments. As recently. As this year. Now. To give you some context, to give you some numbers to back up what this argument's going to be, understand that recreational marijuana use is legal in 11 states plus the District of Columbia. So that's 12. And understand that medical marijuana is permitted in a good percentage of the United States. So, what does this mean for M- for sports? What does this mean for MLB? What does this mean for the NBA? What does this mean for the NFL? And what does this mean for the NHL? Well, the 124 teams in the Big Four professional sports leagues, 102 of the 124 teams, that is 82.2%, play in those states where medical marijuana is permitted. Understand that there are only 22 teams in sports where their states do not permit medical marijuana. Now, why is this a big deal, you might ask? It's because out of those 22 teams, one of those states just so happens to be Texas. Just understand that for all the people who are listening out there on CBS Sports, out there at Corvus Christi, you are one of the states that does not permit medical marijuana. You are one of the states that does not allow it to be legal. So out of the 22 teams, out of the six states that are in this situation, I'm going to name them very quickly. So we have eight teams in Texas. You have the... Astros, Rangers, Mavericks, Rockets, Spurs, Cowboys, Texans, and the Dallas Stars, and soon to be the Houston Aeros when they come over from Arizona. Trust me, it's gonna happen. Just give it a, give it a bit. You also have the Carolinas, so that means you have that trio over there of the Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Hurricanes and Carolina Panthers. You also have the trio in Tennessee. So you have the Memphis Grizzlies, the Tennessee Titans, and the Nashville Predators. You have the Atlanta teams in Georgia, the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Hawks, and Atlanta Falcons. You have the teams up there in Indiana with the Colts and the Pacers. And then you have the trio in Wisconsin with the Brewers, the Bucks, and the Panthers. Now, let me explain to you why this is important. Let me explain to you why the people in Texas need to know about this. I mentioned earlier in this segment about the league policies. And I mentioned how the league policies are different in each sport. How in MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL, the policies for marijuana use have been reduced that in certain sports, they are taking those restrictions and they are not making it as intensified as they used to be. But you got to remember that that only applies to the states that allow recreational use. Those are only the states that allow medical marijuana to be permitted. So for the states that don't allow it, all right, for the 18 states that still haven't legalized medical marijuana, that still haven't made it, you know, recreational use, understand that those 18 states, Texas is one of them. This does not apply. All right, if you're in one of those states and you get caught doing uh, medical marijuana, or if you have, you know, marijuana on you, understand that one of those. If you're in one of those 18 states. And if you're in one of the six states that I mentioned that has sports teams there, this rule change is not going to apply. Because once again, the rule book states that you have to be in a state that allows medical marijuana to be legal. You have to be in one of those 33 states that has to say that medical marijuana is legalized in your state. But here's what the league policy is. Let's just break this down really quickly. Now, MLB in December of 2019, MLB removed marijuana from its list of banned substances and now treats it as the same as alcohol. Players do, however, remain subject to discipline for using or possessing the drug, and in 2020, MLB had to send a memo to teams saying that you cannot show up to the ballpark high. So that is the one stipulation with MLB. And that is you cannot show up to the ballpark high. But once again, that applies to the states that uh, that, are, that have it be legal. That applies to the states that medical marijuana has been legalized in those thirty three states that we were talking about. Texas, Georgia, the Carolinas, Tennessee, Indiana, and Wisconsin. this does not apply to you because you have not legalized medical marijuana. You have not allowed it to be legalized. Understand that the that NFL, the proposed CBA, which will be, Voted on in 2021 will dramatically reduce the testing window to two weeks. All right. They would raise the positive tests and eliminate suspensions for said positive tests. Overall, the new policy would increase emphasis on clinical care. End quote. But like I mentioned before, this mentions the teams and the states that have it legalized. So, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you're the Houston Texans, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, Carolina Panthers, if you are the Tennessee Titans and Green Bay Packers, this does not apply to you. Because, once again, in order for this to be a rule, your state has to legalize the medical marijuana. All right, you have to be playing in a state that allows it to be legalized. So the NFL rule change to the proposed CPA sounds great on paper, but then you have to understand the state regulations. You have to understand the laws that the states have in the play. So as we're talking about medical marijuana here on the sports angle, I want to keep going with these policies because the NHL... When it comes to testing for cannabis, the NHL, there is no punishment for positives. If a player has high levels of THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana, it is treated as a matter of health care, just like alcohol is. So you're noticing a theme here. MLB and NHL is treating marijuana as the same as alcohol. They're pretty much saying, all right, as long as you don't show up to the ballpark high, and as long as you don't show up to the arena high, we're going to treat it the same as don't show up to the arena drunk. Don't show up to the practice facility hammered. That's what MLB and that's what NHL's doing. The NFL is proposing in the CBA to get it changed, but it hasn't been done yet. So let me ask you, what do you think about this policies in sports being changed for medical marijuana? And if you are one of the six states, if you're one of the 22 teams that does not have medical marijuana legalized in your state, how do you think about this change? Is it a sports angle? I'm your host, Rocco. We'll be right back.
4: AMP, The Multi-Format Network is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at AAMP.tv. That's info at AAMP.tv.
0: Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet you decide you bring the idea the american business trust company can help with the rest for a free evaluation you may visit them online at abtrustco.com that's a-b-t-r-u-s-t-c-o.com or call them at 657-600-1876 That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
2: This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people, just like you, get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
3: 800-223-7902. Eight hundred two two three seven nine zero two. 223 That's 800
0: attention business owners you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now face it every business needs customers even yours the Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC CNBC and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York also the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales the Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at the sportscircus.com. That's info at the sportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with The Sports Circus.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on amp tv Double tv Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out our guest list and the articles we have written on there. And go to our social media at the Sports Angle. Engage in the conversations we have here on the show. And engage in the conversations on Amp TV. Fantasy sports is a billion and possibly in the future a trillion dollar industry. Understand that fantasy sports for some people, is even more entertaining to watch than the actual sport itself. There are people that care more about their fantasy team than they do about the actual team in their state. If they care more about, all right, who is the starting pitcher on my fantasy baseball team than who's the starting pitcher on their favorite baseball team. There are certain people that, that make a good amount of money every single year just whooping their opponents in fantasy football, in fantasy hockey, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball. And with all of these different sites that are popping up and the way that you can make money with fantasy sports, there has to be this question. There has to be this logical scenario, and that is, How far is fantasy sports going to go? Like, what is the ceiling? What is the upper limit for fantasy sports? Have we gotten there yet? And if we have, will they eventually come back down? Or will they stay at the ceiling and just stay there permanently? Because for anybody who looks at graphs, for anybody who has ever seen charts, you will know that there is a rise and then there's a fall. All right, for most bus- for most businesses, for most organizations, for most industries, it works like a graph. There's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs. And for most industries, there is a ceiling. There is a point where they hit their upper peak and then they start to decline uh very very rapidly. Or They will start to decline, but it will be a gradual decline. It will just decline for a little bit, but it will remain uh, successful. Sonar, I know that Ringmaster Sal from the sports circus, he calls you the reluctant broadcaster, but I understand that you're a fantasy uh, sports user. I know that you like to use fantasy sports. Like, do you think that fantasy will eventually hit that ceiling? Do you think that fantasy sports will ever get to the point where they cannot get any much higher, where they've hit their absolute peak in terms of popularity? And do you think they have gotten there yet?
4: I think a lot of it is when we finally allow sports betting in every state. I think once once that is set across the board I think then we'll reach what uh, essentially is what I like to call the critical mass of what what the market will allow because even with baseball we've got so many stats so many different things like like you could essentially that's what fantasy sports is is betting you're saying I want this guy to get X amount of yards or X amount of hits or whatever. So looking at baseball, there's statistics for everything. So you're not going to get to the point where people are betting and in, in drafting rain delays and they turn around and go, oh, well, I got three points because there was a rain delay. Like, they're not going to go that deep into the statistics. but And you also got to look at it that... They're about making money, so they want to make it as easy for the layman as possible. So there there are always all kinds of leagues that you can go deeper into. Like, I I spent a year once, and I did a league where we also picked the defensive players, where we got points for half tackles and and things like that, or sacks, or, or assisted sacks, and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it added that much more to it, but it also added a lot more to it the the layman that that starts with the sports betting they're gonna turn around and they just want something simple I want to pick a defense I want to pick a quarterback maybe two three wide receivers uh, and two three running backs and a flex spot uh, along with a kicker and everything that's that's simple that's 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 maybe what nine players at the most so around there yeah, yeah. so you've got that type of type of person that that's ease that's that's easy to get into and i think once the sports betting is allowed in every single state there'll be a lot more marketing towards people to do that and whether or not you pay for it or whether or not you do the 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 draft whatever the draft gambling stuff whatever they they call themselves um if you're not necessarily going to do that, but maybe you start a league with your friends because those ads have been coming at you for so long. Oh, maybe this is the time to actually start jumping into it. So I think I think maybe two, three years, two, three seasons after the, the uh, legal betting, legal sports betting across the nation. I think once that's set, maybe three seasons after that, it's going to essentially plateau.
1: Thank you, reluctant broadcaster. that was a uh, sonar so when it comes to fantasy sports now to give you some personal context, I've been playing fantasy sports since twenty ten all right it's been a full decade that I have been in fantasy football and I've eventually uh started to branch out to fantasy hockey and I branched out to fantasy baseball the fantasy basketball and there has been two main differences that I have noticed over the decade of playing fantasy sports. And that is, A, it has gotten a lot deeper. That analytically, these fantasy sports are becoming more stat-driven. Like, if you go on any of the big four, if you go on CBS, you go on Fox, you go on NBC, you go on the four-letter network, If they have fantasy sports, which majority of them do, they are so stat-driven that if you're going to pick a player, they have the probability if he's going to be successful. They have the probability of what his ranking is going to be. They have all of his projected numbers. like They have all of these stats. And that's something you didn't really have 10 years ago. All right, 10 years ago, you had their actual numbers from the year before. And you had the percentage of how many people had drafted that said player. It wasn't as extensive as it is now. So as we're talking about fantasy sports here on the sports angle, that's one of the first differences I've noticed over the decade is that fantasy sports has become more stat-driven. And secondly, there has been a lot more competition in fantasy sports. That there are all of the that are popping up. There are all of these new companies that are trying to cash in on the popularity. And because they're trying to cash in on the popularity, they have to stand out somehow. So you have certain sites that you have to pay in order to to be on that site. You have certain uh, fantasy sports sites that they will pay you if you get in the top percentile of that week. All right, if you're playing baseball, basketball, football, hockey, if you're playing golf, if you're playing tennis, if you're playing esports, for example, if you're in the top percentile of said sport for that certain day, then they will reward you and they will pay you a certain amount. All right. There are certain companies that do that. There are certain companies that will reward you for going perfect in fantasy sports. Like, if you go undefeated in fantasy football, you will get a personalized trophy. You will get some money going into your bank account. There are also certain companies that have branched out to so many different sports and so many different categories that you have a variety now of sports content. You have a variety of who you want to pick. I mean, if you want to uh, go on fantasy and you want to set up your lineup, for your upcoming Formula 1 race, you can do that. If you want to go to the Masters and want to set up your lineup for the Masters, you can do that. There's all these different categories and all of these subgenres in fantasy sports. Understand that when it comes to fantasy sports, you can bet on esports now. You can bet on League of Legends. You can bet on Call of Duty. You can bet on uh, CSGO. There's all these different video games and all these different tournaments that you can actually bet real hard-earned money on these games. Understand that Madden tournaments, there are actual live streams where people are putting money down on Team A to beat Team B. I mean, there's NBA 2K tournaments where Team C will beat Team D, and you'll see people earn money that way. Like, it has become so extensive and so detailed-oriented that, like Sonar said earlier in the segment, and and when all 51 states legalize uh, gambling, when all 51 states have that finally legalized, and that's going to take a while, all right? It's not going to be... Just one year. It's not going to be five years. All right, It's going to take a while for every single state to eventually latch on to it. But eventually when betting has become the normal. Eventually when betting has become the everyday normal thing in your livelihood. That is when fantasy sports is going to plateau. That is when fantasy sports is going to take a little bit of a dive in terms of popularity. Because understand... That in order for something to be popular, there's got to be this incentive. There's got to be this drive for it. And right now, there is this niche. There is this market for, okay, what if you're one of those people who isn't in a state that legalized betting? Well, hey, I can make money off of fantasy sports. But once that is legalized, that incentive gets taken away. It's similar to the last segment when we were talking about medical marijuana use in sports. Once those six states that have professional sports teams in it, once they eventually legalize medical marijuana and those states can finally have that taken off their list, there is not going to be an incentive to bust those said teams like there is now because you got to have probable cause. So, regardless of what the argument is and regardless of when it happens, medical marijuana, fantasy sports, eventually, when, every, when all 51 states have a certain thing legalized, there is going to be restrictions that are going to be uh, not, not be uh, restricted anymore. In fantasy sports, the popularity is going to go down because of the fact that there's not an incentive To go out and bet on fantasy anymore. So this is the Sports Angle. I'm your host Rocco. Follow us on social media. At the Sports Angle. Thanks to Sonar for helping me out. So long everyone.